I'm Anya, the Twilight newbie. And I'm Delisha, the Twilight stan, and welcome to Fangirl Suck, the podcast dedicated to the Twilight fandom. So let's just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. So we're just coming off of the car scene. So Bella mm-hmm. right now is in a tizzy, and she's basically having to leave. <laughs> Hello, yes. And she has to leave Forks, and obviously she has to do it so that Charlie doesn't suspect anything. So she has to do it as naturally as possible. And the only way to do this is to kind of like break his heart, I'd say. Charlie deserved better in this this I know. I was really sad. I was heartbroken for him. Okay, go on. Yeah. So basically, she starts off, she goes in, and she like pretends that she has a fight with Edward. Mm -hmm. And she's like, to leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. And Charlie's yeah. like, what the heck? Teenage and angst so, all the way. Yeah, and so she slams her door. Charlie's like pounding on the door, asking if his daughter is okay and like mm-hmm. what happened. And Bella's obviously like, I feel like she's so heartbroken inside because she doesn't want to do this, but she she has yeah, no choice. She has no choice. Yeah, so she's she's like, I want to go home. And Charlie asks if Edward hurt her or anything. And then she's like, no, I broke up with him. So that way it doesn't, like, have any suspicion with, like, Edward. Like, like, the reason why she's gone. <laughs> I, okay, I understand that she said that she broke up with him. So, like, yeah. there's no suspicion. But I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, come on now. You know if the roles were reversed, who's breaking <laughs> I know, I know. (laughs) Anyways, as she's yelling at Charlie about what happened, Edward is already in the room helping her pack and everything. And then so he tells her that he'll be in the truck uh, and then he leaves. And then Bella opens the door and Charlie's like, what happened? Like, he's like, what is going on? He's so confused because Mm -hmm. Bella just like ran in and started a scene, you know. And it's kind of out of nowhere because like so Mm -hmm. far... Yeah, they've kind of been distanced from each other, like, the entire book. Like, yes. they've been, like, comfortable, you know what I mean? Or I guess Charlie thought, yeah. like, they were, that she was comfortable um, so yeah. far. So yeah. this kind of seemed like... there was no, like, fight. Yeah, out of left field mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically, like, Charlie is looking at Bella's face, and Bella knew at that moment that she had to, like, say something to mm-hmm. hurt him so that he would let her go. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, she says that she likes Edward, which is why she has to leave, and that she doesn't want to be stuck in Forks like her mom. And that's at the point when Charlie is like, let's go for her arm, and it's so sad. <laughs> and I just felt so sad for him. Like, yeah. could you imagine your daughter is, um, like, she's always there and, like, you know, making you dinner, doing your laundry, and all of a sudden she's like, I hate it here, I want to leave. Like, yeah. you know? I mean, but kids live to disrespect you, like... Imagine having a child, <laughs> and then they look in your face, and they disrespect you like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but it was hard reading that. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. So Charlie tells her, like, she can't leave because it's dark. Like, it's nighttime. And mm-hmm. to wait another week, because her mom will be back. Um, so Bella didn't know, but her mom called and said that things aren't going well in Florida with Phil. And so that if he doesn't get signed by the end of the week, they have to go back to Arizona. And so Bella's like, okay, well, I have a key. And she knew again that she had to say more to let Charlie, like, just end it. And so she said her mother's last words, which was, just let me go, Charlie. It didn't work out, okay? I really, really hate forks. And then she, like, runs to her truck, and Charlie's just, like, standing there on the porch just watching her. And that, ugh. I just, like, I can imagine that. Obviously, I haven't seen the movie yet or that part yet, and I can just imagine that it's just, like, so sad. Yeah, like that was just like a, 
what's the word I'm looking for? That was like a, a knife to the heart. Like, you know, the yeah, same exact words yeah. that his ex-wife said to him, the mother when of his child. Him. And mm-hmm. then she says the same exact words again. So it's kind of going through that, yeah. that traumatic experience twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so <clears throat> she drives off, Bella drives off with tears in her eyes and Edward's in the car with her and he's like, I'll drive. But she's like, no, I'll drive. Um, and Edward tells her that the trucker heard Bella's perf- like end of performance. And so he's now following them. So Charlie's like safe for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Edward tries to distract Bella from what just happened with some, you know, small banter. And I don't think it was the right time to say this because obviously Bella's still in her feelings. And he says, you know, oh, are you bored of his small town life? And Bella just doesn't really take that comment in. She's still yeah. too... She's still processing. Um, yeah, what her what she said. And she said that she wasn't being nice to Charlie. Like, what she said was a really low blow because mm-hmm. that's what her mom said when she left. And, you know, Edward's like, oh, Charlie will forgive you. It'll be okay. And then, for some reason, I thought Bella would have been like, no, he won't. But then Bella says, I won't be all right when I'm not with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think she got over that pretty fast. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what do you mean, Bella? You're talking about your dad, and then all of a sudden you're talking about Edward, that you can't be away from him. Like, girl, pick, you know, a side. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this, these are teenagers caught up in their feelings. Well, one's a teenager, one's, like, frozen in old. his teenage face. Yes, but <laughs> Yeah. And so Edward says that it's his fault that he exposed Bella. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bella's asks him, like, why James decided to kill her, because... Obviously, there's so many other people in Forks and everywhere. And Edward says that uh, it's her smell and the fact that he defended her because James is a hunter and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that James is a hunter, it's like he, he now has this huge challenge in front of him. You have a large clan of fighters trying to protect a vulnerable element. So it's considered like James's greatest game to kind of win. Mm-hmm. You know what it was giving me? You know what it was giving what? me? Even though it was, like, not in the name of justice, it was giving me very, like, Sherlock Holmes. Like, when he comes to a new case and he's like, the game is afoot. <laughs> like, as yeah. soon as he came into the clearing, like, he already knew what it was about to be. He knew what time it was already. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Edward says that James could have easily killed Bella if he wasn't there. Um, and... The fact that, like, Bella is still a temptation, even though, you know, she smells different to other people than she does mm-hmm. to Edward. But she's still, like, you know, a yeah. pretty good prey. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to, like, what Alice said in the last couple of chapters when they were playing baseball. Like, it didn't even matter anyways, like, what she did. If she put her hair up, she put her hair down or whatever. She could smell her across the field. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how strong her scent yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edward says that they don't have a choice but to kill James, and he knows that Carlisle won't like it. Um, And then Bella's asking him, like, well, how exactly do you kill a vampire? Which I kind of, you know, would ask myself the same thing, because I would think that they were immortal, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) I mean, they are immortal, but, like, I guess there's, like, what he said afterwards, there's only really one way to kill a vampire or being immortal. Yeah. Yeah. So Edward uh, tells her that you have to tear the vampire into shreds and then burn the pieces, mm-hmm. um, which is scary. It was kind of disturbing <laughs> because I was thinking about it the first time I read it and mm-hmm. I'm like, burn the vampire into pieces. Or like, sorry, tear them into pieces and then burn it. So that would mean almost like a vampire was like 
a starfish or maybe like a worm where the appendage would grow back or like try to form itself together again. (laughs) Like almost like your liver can do that too. Like you can cut off a piece of your liver and the liver will grow back. So it's almost like maybe a vampire, if the pieces are not burned, Mm -hmm. the pieces will come back together, which is truly disgusting and frightening if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so Bella at this point is like really worried that uh, the other two vampires will go after Edward and his family. And, you know, he's telling her, you know, don't worry about us. Worry about yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so they arrive at Edward's house and Laurent is there. And uh, Edward tells Laurent and Carlyle, too, who's also there, that James is tracking them. And Laurent is... I think he feels really sorry that this happened, but he says at the same time he's not going to get in the middle of it because Mm -hmm. James won't stop for anything. So he basically leaves, and um, so uh, Edward says that Edward says that James is meeting with the, the female vampire Victoria. That's her name, right? Yeah, Victoria. Yeah, Victoria, uh, and that Edward and the others are going to have to lead him off, um, and then so that Jasper and Alice can go to south, can go south with Bella. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so Edward tells Rosalie to change clothes with Bella, and she's not happy about that at, at all. all. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she basically is like, oh, like why should I? Like, what is she to me? What like? other than the fact that she's a danger to us all pretty much yeah. right? what do you think of her response uh i don't blame her <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't blame to her be honest i don't blame her at all no because i feel like what we have seen from rosalie like she's very like protective of the family and everything mm-hmm. um so the fact that this human is here and kind of already causing a danger to them it's like i don't blame her at all yeah um, and then Edward is calm from Rosalie's response, and Bella at this point is kind of like confused, I think, because you know Edward has his moon his mood swings. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he seems fine with the sp- response and goes to ask Esme, and then that's when Esme and Bella go upstairs to trade clothes, and uh, this is so that they can confuse the smell of the other for the other vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, so Edward and Emmett are basically ready to leave to hunt James and Esme and Rosalie take Bella's truck and Bella is going to be with Alice and Jasper and they're going to go south. So Carlisle is asking Alice if the, if James and Victoria are going to take the bait and she says, yeah, like, uh, James will track Edward and others and Victoria will follow the truck and then that's when they can leave. Um, so everything's very intense right now and before everyone parts ways, Edward goes and, you know, kisses Bella. Does he say anything to her? I don't remember. I don't think he says much. I think he says something like, like, we'll be again, like, we'll be together again soon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he doesn't say anything at all. I actually can't remember that part. But he does okay. kiss her in front of his entire family. Which I'm yeah. Like, okay, that's <laughs> bold of you. <laughs> yeah, very bold. <laughs> so, yeah, so everyone departs. Um, they're waiting for the... Uh, Alice, Jasper, and Bella are basically waiting for the signal for them to leave. And uh, Jasper is sitting with Bella, I think, in the car. And Mm -hmm. he kind of feels what she's feeling and says that she's wrong. And she's like, what? And then he's like, I can feel what you're feeling and you are worth it. 
And Bella disagrees, saying that, you know, it'll be her fault if anything happened to her. And, you know, damn right, it will be her fault if anything happens to the others. <laughs> <laughs> so, in my opinion. So, but Jasper basically says that she's wrong. And then uh, the chapter basically ends now with Alice coming and asking Bella if she can lift her. And they fly out the door. Mm-hmm. So, okay, for this chapter, you mm-hmm. said you think it's Bella's fault. Honestly, I kind of think it's Edward's fault. <laughs> To be quite honest, like you are the enhanced individual. Yes. Like, I think yes. it's both their faults. <laughs> I think it's, I just think it's Edwards. <laughs> I think, be- yeah. No, because the Cullens, like, they have the extra advantage of Alice and Alice being able to see into the future. Granted, mm-hmm. her power is subjective because, like, as soon as someone's choices change, the outcome mm-hmm. of the future changes. So maybe yeah. she was keeping an eye out when like she first invited them to go to the baseball game. She didn't think mm-hmm. that that was going to happen because remember in the follow in the previous chapters when Edward was talking to her, she was saying something along the lines of like the perspective was off. I didn't think they were traveling that fast. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to go right by us. Yeah. But between her and Edward, I felt like they should have been able to kind of like cover this situation a little yeah, bit better. I agree. Yeah. And on top of that, like, even if you know that Bella Scent is not as seductive to the other vampires as it is to you, Edward, like, you still know that her mm-hmm. scent is, like, yeah. basically off off the scale. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you basically expose her. Granted, there's, like, seven of you, so if anything really were to happen, you could protect her. But now that we have, like, a group of three and then a group of seven and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just felt like Edward exposed her in that that sense. You know, I agree with that, too. I I agree that Edward definitely should have been less reckless. Yes. Um, He's always saying that she's too reckless, (laughs) but that was reckless of him. Yeah, which is funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) this This whole entire time we've been saying that, like, Bella doesn't even really care about Mm -hmm. her safety so honestly Mm -hmm. i do not expect her to be like should i go out with you guys she's too curious and too like (laughs) enna to even be like oh yeah i'm not yeah exactly i'm not going to not go i'm going to go yeah 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 yeah. so in the next chapter um we kind of get to this point where she's already left with alice and jasper and Mm. she's at a point where like you know when you have like nothing else to do like all you can really do is kind of like sleep like, mm-hmm. you, you're not in control right now. So it's kind of like she's out of it. She's kind of in and out of consciousness. She's been sleeping this whole time. Mm-hmm. And when she finally comes to, the three of them are kind of like holed up in a hotel near an airport mm-hmm. in Phoenix. It was in Phoenix, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's where Bella is originally from. Yeah. So they're holed up in this hotel. And it's giving me very much like typical on the run scene. And all the kind of shows that you see, like, when the characters are running mm-hmm. away from something, they end up in this, like, cheap hotel <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though i think they could afford a five-star hotel but they want to draw attention Probably. to themselves of course yeah exactly so for the first moments of the chapter they're kind of waiting for carlisle to call with any updates so this chapter is a little bit slow mm-hmm. and bella's kind of like freaking out to herself she doesn't know she wants them to call but she doesn't know if calling is like necessarily meaning good news or bad news and alice yeah. is trying to convince her that no news mm-hmm. is always good news Mm-hmm. And then Jasper with his enhanced abilities, he's trying to like soothe her anxious emotions. 
Yeah. Um, I think they were having a conversation again where she was saying like, I'm not worth it to protect. And then Jasper was saying like, you are worth it. Like right yeah. now, the only, yeah, yeah. you do not worry about us. We are the enhanced individuals. You only have to worry about keeping yourself safe. And she's basically asking like, why do you guys think I'm worth it? And this part mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this made me feel like at the end of the day, even if Rosalie was having a hard time like getting on board with a plan Mm -hmm. they still come together for each other as a family yeah because Mm -hmm. alice was basically saying like we've been with him for a hundred years he's had no partner everybody's else been partnered Mm -hmm. up and we see the changes in him now that he has you do you really Mm -hmm. think that we want to look into his eyes for another hundred years if he loses you yeah (laughs) and that kind of made her shut up (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and honestly like i felt like oh okay that's such a great family moment like at the end of the day, they're going to come out for each other. So they're still waiting for the news. No news is good news, like I was saying. So mm-hmm. right now, I think the plan was that Carlisle, Emmett, and Edward are hunting Laurent. They're kind of driving mm-hmm. him away from Bella. Esme mm-hmm. is keeping tabs on Charlie back in Forks. And Rosalie mm-hmm. is still in Forks, and she's trying to, like, draw out Victoria kind of playing, like, chicken with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and keeping eyes on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bella tries to distract herself and ask Carlisle to... Ask Alice, how does one become a vampire? Because mm-hmm. I think it was back in the meadow scene where she tried to ask that question. Or maybe it was in the car after their date or something like that. Yeah, she tried maybe. to ask that question before and then Edward kind of cut her off. Yeah. Not wanting to explain that process. Mm-hmm. And so she asked Alice instead. And Alice kind of reveals that if she gives her that answer edward's gonna be very angry <laughs> yeah uh, she tells her about the transformation clearly so uh, right here there's a little bit of foreshadowing mm-hmm. so alice tells her that you know it's one of the most memorable things that you'll remember about your human life the transformation but not so much for her because she remembers nothing of her human life remember alice mm-hmm. said sorry Edward said before that Alice just remembers waking up and being a vampire. She remembers nothing Mm -hmm. of her human life. She was alone. And Edward said also that that vampire must have been very strong to have changed her and just walked away. Mm -hmm. And so she was saying, like, since I remember nothing of my human life, not even the transformation, I'm just going to give you the mechanics, my working theory of how it works. So -hmm. she was saying, like, as vampires, they have, like, basically a whole bunch of weapons that kind of draw them out as predators their super speed super strength and alice jasper and edward's position like they have enhanced abilities and their venom so the venom is used to incapacitate their victims so once they bite mm-hmm. um the venom starts flowing mm-hmm. and she was saying it's really painful sorry painful it feels like you're being burned from the inside right and she was saying, it's hard to turn someone. <laughs> it's hard to turn someone because once most vampires get a taste of the blood, the feeding frenzy begins. She kind of compares them to sharks in that way. So once they taste blood, it's hard for them to, like, stop and let the venom take its place. Mm-hmm. But if the vampire is able to walk away and just, like, bite, release the venom and walk away instead of feeding, um, and the victim is still alive and their heart is beating, the venom will go through their body, transforming them into a vampire until it reaches their heart their heart stops Mm -hmm. and that's when they become a vampire Mm. so 
she kind of takes in this information, Bella that is, she takes in this information and she's kind of like thinking about it. It's kind of like a lull in the chapter where everybody's kind of like to themselves. And then Alice jumps because she has a vision. Mm-hmm. And she like, she like, does she go to the door? And then uh, Jasper goes after her and she was saying like, the perspective has changed now. He's made a choice. Yeah, I think that's, so. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's leading him to a room full of mirrors. And a yeah. dark room with a VCR. That's what she says. Yeah. And so I think she's about to call um, Edward. But then Edward calls her. Yeah. Can you read her mind from that far away? I know he says he has to be closer. But since they're so in tune with one another. Maybe. Maybe because it's like a heightened situation. <laughs> maybe. Because he calls her at the exact moment that she's about to call him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So... She was saying, she answered the phone, and she knows it's Edward, and then Edward was saying to her that, like, we lost him, like, he's, he's gone now, we can't, like, scent, mm-hmm. see his, feel his scent anymore, or smell him anymore, mm-hmm. and then she was trying to explain to him that he got into a plane, there's a choice that he's made that's going to lead him to a b- dark room with a VCR and a room full mm-hmm. of mirrors, mm-hmm. and so he, like, she passes the phone to, like, Bella, and here I'm just like, did we really need this scene? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we kind of got it before when they were in the car and he was trying to banter to her and make the mood yeah. light again, even though that's impossible. But he was right. saying like, I love you. Don't worry about me. Like, worry about yourself. We're going to see each other again. And mm-hmm. she's saying like, oh, he's like, oh, it's killing me to leave you. She's like, oh, then come and get me kind of thing. I'm like, girl, your life is in danger. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities, ma'am. <laughs> But yeah, so they do all their mushy gushiness and she gives the phone back to Alice. And I think mm-hmm. he hangs up at this point. And this is when Jasper gives her the piece of paper to start drawing it out, right? So she starts drawing out yeah. the room from her vision. So the long room with the mirrors and the gold bars mm-hmm. turn out to be a ballet studio. Because mm-hmm. Bella was the one that points it out. She's like, oh, it's a ballet studio. Don't you see the bar? And then yeah. she was saying, I think the TV or the phone goes over here. And that's when they stop and they look at her and they're like, have you been to this room? She's like, it looks like mm-hmm. a ballet studio that I used to go to, but I'm assuming yeah. that most ballet studios look like this. I'm like, girl, and you know how smart you are. In a situation like this, do you really think that's a coincidence that the ballet studio that she's drawing out is like the ballet studio that you used to go to? Yeah. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah. Think this one through. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think she's also drawing the dark room. And the dark room turns out to be her mother's living room. Mm-hmm. And so that's when everybody's like, okay, let's jump into action because right now we know that he's going to Phoenix. He's going to be where they are now yeah. to get to the mother at some point. And the mother is gone because she's in Florida with Phil, her new husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bella tries to like call her. They're saying, okay, you can call her, but just don't tell her where you are. So she leaves her a message saying like, as soon as you get this message, call me. Do not try and come back home. Call me right away. Yeah. So she leaves the message. That's all she can do at this point. And then she kind of just falls asleep after that because there's nothing else she can do. And then the next chapter, 21, uh, Bella wakes up at 2 in the morning and she sees Jasper and Alice on the couch because they don't sleep. (laughs) And Alice is still sketching and she draws a square room with beams and, you know, there's a dark carpet, a large window, um, a sofa in front of the TV and a coffee table. And... Bella, she points at the drawing and says that it's her mom's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Alice goes to get the phone. And this is when Jasper 
is sliding closer to Bella and he puts his hand on her shoulder and kind of, you know, making her calmer, doing that emotion thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Alice uh, pipes up and says that Edward is coming to get Bella and that him and Emmett and Carlisle will take her somewhere safe. Um, but Bella says, you know, James is here for my mom and Alice and Jasper say, tell her that they'll keep her safe. Uh, and Bella, I feel like it's just in, in like, very panicky mode right now because mm-hmm. she's basically saying like she, like she can't win james is going to find someone that she loves like to hurt yeah and this is when she you know she, yeah she's getting panicky and jasper tries to put her to sleep and she realizes that what he's what he's trying to do and she's like no like stop or whatever and she gets up and goes to her room and you know curls up in a ball because there's nothing really she can do I feel like that was dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> just a tad, just a tad. And yeah, so she's really upset and she's just thinking of how many people could get hurt. And, and then the phone rings. And so Bella goes to the front room and Alice says Edward and the others are boarding a plane and that Jasper is checking them out of the hotel because they're going to leave closer to go to Bella's mom's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so the phone rings and it's Bella's mom and Bella hears her mom calling her, like, in a weird tone, like, Bella, Bella, like, you know, like, you know that mom yeah. tone when you're, like, too yeah. close to the road or something? Yeah. <laughs> and then another voice comes on, and lo and behold, it's James. And if it was, damn, if it was me, I'd be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be freaking out. <laughs> but he tells her not to say anything till he tells her to. And that he won't hurt her mom as long as she repeats what he says. And so she, he tells her to say, no, mom, stay where you are. So she says that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he tells her to go in, to another room and repeat his words as if she's talking to her mom. So that, you know, Jasper and Alice don't get suspicious or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and James is like creepy, to be honest. I mean, yeah, he's, he's giving real serial killer vibes. But like essentially that's yeah, what he is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he's telling, he has, he's, he asks Bella if she would leave her friends and Jesus says no. And he asks her again and adds in if her mom's life depended on it. And of course she's going to say yes. Yeah, of course. And James tells Bella to come to her mom's house and to call the number that will be beside the phone so that, you know, they can meet. They can meet, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. He wants them to meet without her like rousing suspicion from Alice, Jasper and the others. Yeah. 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 So he tells her not to make her friend suspicious and tell and say <clears throat> he tells her to not make her friend suspicious. So he tells her to say, thank you, mom. And Bella is like crying. And James again makes her say, love you, mom. I'll see you soon. And that's when she like hangs up and she's just frozen in terror because she knows she has no choice but mm-hmm. to like meet him. Um, So she basically makes up a plan to leave Alice and Jasper and accepts in her heart that she won't see edward again ever because she's going to die (laughs) so bella uh tells alice that her mom wanted to come home but she convinced her to stay away and uh asks alice if she could write a letter to her mom and for alice to give it to her or at her house or whatever Mm -hmm. uh but then instead bella decides to write uh, edward (laughs) Instead, Bella decides to write a letter to Edward telling him that she's sorry, that she loves him, and to not be angry at Alice and Jasper uh, because, you know, she's going to, to see James and, to, and to- tells him to not come after James and that there's, like, no other way. 
And basically that's how the chapter ends. And she closes the letter and her heart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what did you think of these three chapters? So I actually enjoyed these three chapters. I liked how we got a little bit to see more of, you know, Alice and Jasper. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we haven't really seen much of the Cullen family yet. And Mm -hmm. I like to see other characters. Um, And I thought, yeah, I really liked the first chapter. Um, I thought that, you know, it's very intense and everything. And I, I really liked to see the dynamic between everyone and kind of what was, you know, that they were willing to risk their lives for this human because yeah. of Edward, you know, yeah. which I which I like, I like and respect and stuff. So, yeah, I like these chapters. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely say uh, justice for Charlie. He deserves better. Y'all keep stepping on my man, Charlie. He like does. he don't got a heart. <laughs> Y'all keep stepping yeah. on this man. Like he don't got feelings, and I'm tired of it. I'm really, really yeah. tired of it. <laughs> but anyways, that's my. It just makes me so upset. I'm like Charlie. You just deserve someone to come into your life and just, like, love you. Yeah, She's too wrapped up in her man right now. But anyways, Charlie definitely deserves better. I like what you said about, like, seeing the others and seeing how the family dynamic is kind of playing out at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though Rosalie was a little, like, standoffish and not wanting to help for her sake, like, for Bella's sake... Mm -hmm. She did want to help for Edward's sake. Because at the end of the day, yeah, Yeah. they're still a family. And um, just the the reason that they would all kind of put their lives on the line just for Edward to kind of like, you know, have his partner, have his other Mm -hmm. half. Because everybody else has been complete in that way. And he's been Mm -hmm. by himself for like over 100 years. Years. So when she said that line. That's lonely. Right? (laughs) When she said that line about like, listen, we've known each other for 100 years. Does anybody want to look into his eyes another hundred more years if something happens to you? Okay, then. Yeah. Then, yeah. exactly. You're <laughs> worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're going to move on to with this vibe, and we're going to talk about Jasper this uh, time. <laughs> so we've finally gotten to see other characters other than Bella and Edward, so we're going to analyze Jasper. Um and let's talk a little bit about his enhanced ability of emotions. Yeah, you know, so he can manipulate emotions. emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he can feel what another character is feeling. Yeah. Not only just feel it and recognize it for what it is, but he can also manipulate it uh, for them to feel cool from one way to feeling another way. Yeah. Um, and then he can also kind of like sedate their feelings in the sense mm-hmm. that like almost put them to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really catch that the first time I read it, but yeah, it's almost like sedation. Like it's sedating you so much, your your emotion so much that like you have no other choice but to fall into a sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that. The fact that he tries to make Bella asleep because she's so worried about her mom. Like, what do we think of that? <laughs> so he does it on more than one occasion mm-hmm. with Bella. So are like not even just Bella, like all of them all together. Like the first time they yeah. met, he knew the room was kind of like anxious and yes. he didn't know how the players in the family would play out interacting with Bella. So when Alice ran up to hug her that very first time when they met, everybody was kind of like on high guard because they're like, okay, what's going to yeah. happen next? We're still vampires, it's still a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he <laughs> manipulated the mood to make everybody more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then again, in the, uh, like, 
I think they were in the garage when they're like splitting up into different teams. Again, mm-hmm. making the mood more, you know, calming her emotions again. Yeah, because he can feel what she was feeling. feeling. And that's when you said, you are worth it. I'm just going to tell you right now. He kind of yes. dug up her underbelly of emotions and kind of exposed it. Granted, it was just yeah. a conversation between the two of them. But then, mm-hmm. you know, Alice being his partner can also sense what's going on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, in the hotel, kind of reassuring her that like she's worth it and then playing with her emotions again. And then when she gets like amped up, after they discover that he's going to target her mother and he's trying to put her down, not put her down, but like put her emotions down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost to the point, to yeah, to the point where she's falling asleep. And then that's when she's like, okay, yeah. I've had enough. She mm-hmm. runs into the other room because she's trying to get away from that manipulative um, ability. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's very, it, w- it couldn't fly in 2021 and like a piece of like pop culture like maybe if it was a book a movie or a tv show to have yeah, this yeah, white yeah. man <laughs> be able to manipulate everybody's feelings <laughs> to how they're feeling yeah. no sir yeah <laughs> absolutely not yeah i get he's doing it for like to calm her down but like sometimes yes do you remember watching did you watch um what was it called inside out the one about the emotions, right? I love Inside Out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then Joy was kind of like trying to have Riley feel nothing but happiness, nothing mm-hmm. but joy. Yeah. yeah. And there came a scene where Sadness was talking to that purple looking elephant thing. What was the name again? Bing Bong. Bing Bong. <laughs> Bing Bong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were having like this heart to heart conversation. He was m- remembering a memory. And the memory was sad and they talked about it. And then he like cried a little bit and then he got over that sadness. And I think it's mm-hmm. one thing to acknowledge your emotions, let them run its course. Yeah. And then sure. carry on. Then for someone mm-hmm. to stifle your emotions and try mm-hmm. to make you feel one way over the other. Like, I'm panicking, dude. Just let me panic. I'll stop panicking yeah, exactly. in a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but let like, me just panic right now. Yeah. I don't think he had any, you know, ill intentions. I think obviously he was just trying to help each situation. Mm-hmm. But for sure, like, I, I agree that uh, emotions should be, you know, felt and uh, people should be able to, like, express them no matter how they're feeling. Even though Bella's being super panicky, she still has a right to because it's, yeah. you know, about her mom and she's worried about the Cullens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so was this fly pass or fail in 2021? Um, no. No. <laughs> we understand why he did it, but ain't no way in hell no white man's manipulating my emotions to no. make me feel one way about the other. No way in hell. No, yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, I also feel like, in a way, uh, he didn't probably didn't want to feel panicky, like, the whole tense room, so he wanted, you know, mm-hmm. probably to help her. He he was thinking of helping her by putting her to sleep, but at the end of the day, that's not really helping the situation. Right. That's like, kind of making it worse. Worse. And so, it's like, you do, yeah. it also reminds me of like, have you ever watched um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> so it's a movie about a man and he goes to like, I don't know how he got sent to the asylum again, but it's like back in the day where people didn't really take into consideration that people have mental illnesses and they mm. need to be um, talked about and treated in a different way than just like a physical yeah. illness. Mm-hmm. And so 
he was a very like quirky character very like he got people riled up he was always getting in trouble at that place and trigger warning Mm -hmm. to kind of control his emotions and who he was as a person and the kind of like quirkiness that his mental illness may have brought up i don't even think he was mentally ill i don't even know how he ended up in a place like that but Mm -hmm. they couldn't handle his friskiness and they lobotomized Mm -hmm. him Oh, my. They lobotomized him. And I feel like, in a way, Jasper couldn't handle her anxiousness. Yeah, And it was forcing her to a sedated state, almost into sleep. And I'm just like, it's like almost like you're lobotomizing this girl, trying to calm down her emotions in such a way that Mm -hmm. you can control. But Mm -hmm. sometimes things just need to be felt. Yep, I agree. I agree. Exactly. So it would not fly in 2021. Hell no. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get into our third and final part of our podcast where we talk about fangirl culture. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only in the context of Twilight, but just in general, pop culture in general. So for this one, I think you were saying, Anya, that you were getting a little Mm -hmm. annoyed with Bella at this point. Yeah, in a way. (laughs) I think she was just being very dramatic. Yeah, I think that's what got to me. She was being extra, too extra. No. I feel like as a teenager, everything kind of just feels like high stakes, even though right mm. now it is like technically it is. But I guess you were yeah. saying it was written in a type of way that was kind of like cringy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Granted, we still, you know, this is what we're doing. We're, we're looking at the book in a way, in a different way than what we used to when, well, for me, what I was used to back then. We're seeing mm-hmm. it from a different lens now. And I kind of agree. It was a little cringy. It was a little annoying how she was, um, I don't know. Yeah, you were saying she was just doing too much. And Yeah, she was just extra. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to get into like the main character versus side character allegiance. Like, do you ever Mm -hmm. hear like on TikTok and whatnot, like, oh, you're giving main character vibes. You're giving main character vibes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And like by this point of the book, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of Bella being the main character. (laughs) Honestly, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, when I first initially read this series, I enjoyed the first book, second book. I did not get tired of them as the main characters like Bella. And you, well, you already know by the time the book progresses, we get more into a love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. So I was getting tired of like Bella and the other two members of the love triangle, which is Edward and Mm -hmm. Jacob. Mm hmm. And you're right, like, you do want to explore more characters outside of the main, outside of the main characters. For me, Mm. you were saying, okay, you were saying that you wanted to see more of Alice, right? Or who was it? Rosalie and Emmett. Rosalie and Emmett, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, I really started liking Alice a lot, too, like, in the first initial read, back when I was a kid. I liked Mm -hmm. her as a side character. Mm -hmm. Um, You do get to see more of their backstories for each of the Cullens as the book progresses but i would have loved to see more of alice of rosalie of emmett what other like novels do you read do you really like the side characters more than the main characters (laughs) well i think we mentioned it in like our first episode like if we're gonna look at like the big franchises so if we look at like um harry potter for example harry potter was not my favorite character (laughs) i'm a neville girl i am a neville girl (laughs) uh i would have liked to see more backstories like of side characters personally i don't know if it's a main character thing i don't know but even you know in the hunger games was i a katniss fan 
not really. I would have liked to see more of Finnick, for example. You know? I, yeah, I would have really liked to see more of Finnick if Finnick had like... Because I think they recently dropped a book about President Coyne and his rise to power and how he became the mm-hmm. president. And I would have mm-hmm. loved to see like another book dropped if it was more about so... Even if it was an anthology of other short stories about like very prevalent characters in the book like say it was Finnick or if it was Joanna Mason or if it was mm-hmm. like the two that they called nuts and bolts like I would have loved to heard hear more about the other players that played in the Hunger Games like shortly before they had to go into the Hunger Games or something like that I feel like that would have been really yeah, cool if there's exactly. like an anthology of like short stories about that but mm-hmm. for me I don't think it wasn't Finnick I really liked Rue and the guy yeah. that she came into the uh arena with from her district what was mm-hmm. the guy's name again? Rue. Who came in? Rue and who else? I can't remember. Um, can you remember? It started with an S. Scratch? No. Sketch? It was not. I don't remember. It was, <laughs> it was not that. Thresh. 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 Yes, yes, yes. You're right. It was Thresh. Thresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two of them. Um, I'm thinking, we talked about Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Percy? Percy was just kind of like, eh, I would have loved to learn more about, did you read the spinoff? Of the no, Jackson I haven't series? yet. I haven't yet. Okay, no, so no. there's a couple of characters in the spinoff. Um, I really liked the black girl character that they introduced. I can't remember her name now. She was like a daughter of Hades, like grew up okay. how long ago in like New mm-hmm. Orleans in like the 1950s or something like that. Oh, which I thought interesting. that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm. You're getting to a to the point where I was by book three, but you're already reaching it in book one, where you're kind of like, okay, let's let's look at the other characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like at the beginning of Twilight, I really like I loved the beginning and the middle and whatever. Um, like I really got invested. Um, but for some reason, as it goes on, yes, I still like the main characters, you know, Bella and Edward, but I would like to see more of his family, just because we're starting to get like a little taste of each of them, mm-hmm. but we're not getting like a meal, you yeah. know? <laughs> of who they are as people. No, exactly. Like I would love the okay. cave. Before we started doing this podcast, I actually, I don't know. I just got into like this, like I need to know more about Twilight mood. And mm-hmm. I bought this book and it was by <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, but yeah. it was illustrated by um, a fan who created like the whole entire illustrations for the book. And it was basically okay. like, an encyclopedia about like Twilight and the characters in Twilight and like their backstories mm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. So you get more into Alice's backstory, you get more into um, Emmett and everybody else. Mm-hmm. It gives mm-hmm. you even more, it flushes them out even more so than the basics of what we see in the books. Um. So yeah, so basically I would like to see more of the siblings. I hope we get to see more in the next few books. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to love Rosalie's story. You're going to love it. Because that personally is my favorite. <laughs> I, I'm sure I will. I, I already like her, to be honest, after even given um, just a little taste of her character. Just because like I feel like... You know, when she was getting mad, for example, uh, with the whole Bella thing, like there's obviously a reason. And mm-hmm. so I would like to know more about that. Yeah. So I essentially like, like interesting. she's a bit of a bitch, but everybody loves a bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> she a bad bitch. Yeah, she's a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's all we have for you guys today this week. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of Fang Girl Suck. I'm Delisha. I'm Anya. Sink your teeth into it with us next time. Bye.